There it is. I'm Charles Holmes from The Ringer Music Show. And I'm Cole Kushner from Dissect. And Charles and I are teaming up to create Last Song Standing, a new show where we determine an artist's single best song by debating our way through their entire catalog. And for our first season, we're covering Kendrick Lamar. We're talking Good Kid to Pimple Butterfly, Damn, Mr. Morale, the mixtapes, the Lucy's, and the features. Listen to Last Song Standing on the Dissect podcast feed only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash! Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies' splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. What if I told you you could get a big snack almost anywhere for less than five bucks? Let's talk 7-Eleven's $3 big meal deal with seven rewards. Big Meal Deal is a big bite hot dog and a large big gulp drink, and you won't find a better snack deal anywhere else. Here's what I put on my hot dog. Mustard. And that's it. That's it. I love a hot dog with mustard. Maybe if the chili, if I'm feeling it, if I'm feeling crazy, maybe a little chili, maybe a little nacho cheese, but I'm a hot dog and mustard guy. But if that sounds like your kind of bite, visit 7-Eleven. Valid through 1725. 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early. Plus tax, applicable on large big gulp only. Participating U.S. stores only. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. Welcome to Food News. I am Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the clock. 30 minutes. Lots to get into. Let's do it. Hershey's has sent out a warning. Hershey's says that come Halloween, if there is not Halloween candy, don't be mad. They just want you to know right now that if they foresee there could be a Halloween candy shortage come October, and they're really like setting expectations. I found this interesting because at first my like, oh, this is fake antenna went up. But then I was like, this is on the earnings call. Like the CEO is like, by the way, the, the holiday that's completely built around candy, we might not have candy for it on the earnings call. Like I, I, I didn't look, but I'm sure their stock dipped. Um. Okay. So I we we'll have a lot of stories today about like, wait, what is this a is this a scam? Yeah. Or is this real? However, there's a really important um quote in the article which we got from CBSNews.com that I was like, wait, what? And I was like, oh, this is really a hedge because here's here's what it said. Um, <laughs> she said this is from their CEO. Her name on the earnings call on the earnings call. Yes, that's correct. Her her name is Michelle Buck. Michelle Buck said, we have a strategy of prioritizing every day on shelf availability. It was a tough decision to balance that with the seasons, but we thought that was really important. Okay, so what I think this actually says is there's not going to be a shortage of Hershey's candy. There's going to be a shortage of Hershey's candy that is specifically branded or tweaked 
Halloween. Like the ones with the ghosts on it and with the packaging and whatnot. Yeah. And it's also like, and at the end of the article, they're like, oh, by the way, the M&Ms will be there. So it's not like there's going to be no candy. Yeah, exactly. This is just a Hershey problem. It's just a Hershey problem. But it's not even a problem. It's just sort of, I I guess that these companies make a ton of money from like the fake holidays that we're required to celebrate because you get inundated by by them with retail. Father's Day, Father's Day. No, no one celebrates Father's Day. We covered that. Okay, right. Uh, It's like, yeah, let me sleep in essentially. Anyway. I was like, this is an interesting hedge to me. So I just thought this was like, I'm like, am I misunderstanding or is everyone else misunderstanding? But I think that I'm correct. Well, I went to business school. You did? Yeah. Oh, wow. So uh, as a business person, intelligent one, when I saw this, I'd be like, I wouldn't tell them that on the earnings call. (laughs) (laughs) Just just fake it till you make it. So Until there's a problem, I'm not telling everyone that there's a problem. Counterpoint, set the expectations really low. Let the stock drop now surpass your expectations mm. and the stock skyrockets. I actually think a lot of companies are doing that right now because of the market so that when they're doing better, like the surge will outweigh the drop right now. Classic business maneuver in all industries at all positions is create a problem that's not really a problem so it looks like you you overcame it and solved it. Exactly. Exactly. It's a great so, move. Great I do that job. on the house, not even just in professions. Great job, Michelle Buck. You're crushing Shout it. Shout to Michelle Buck. <laughs> Let's move on to booze news. Booze news. So, Jacoby, mm-hmm. do you have any interest in owning and running a pub on the Queen of England's property in Sandringham, her country house in Norfolk? Do I have interest? I spent an hour researching this today. We're taping a little bit normal than <laughs> a little bit more later than normal. So I researched the fuck out of this story. So here's the deal. This is from vinepair.com. They discovered that the queen is leasing out a pub that is on one of her properties. And you have the opportunity to sign a 20-year lease yes. to be the proprietor of the pub at the queen's country house. And uh, Jacoby, would you like the job? First of all, I want to, I don't know anything about Sardingham because I'm not like a... a, a Sandringham, yeah. It's where, Sandringham. It's where Royalty. they do Christmas. Yeah. They have the huge Christmas Huge property. Huge. Like huge. It's basically just like a like a... Huge park with many different offerings of playgrounds and, and walks and hikes and whatnot. Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you a little context. Sandringham's where if you see any Christmas Day pictures of the royal family, they do this mm. famous walk. It's a big deal. Who gets to be part of it? They go to church. Will and Kate's primary home is in Norfolk, and it's um they've been taking a helicopter from there to Kensington Palace in London, and it's become a problem. This is sort of like the alternate place where um, the royals go. The mm-hmm. queen's not living there right now. I think she's living at, at Windsor, actually. But this is like, this is a really storied location. I've also went on their website, deep into their website. They have a cafe on site, mm. right? That's just a to-go thing. They also have a restaurant that closes at five, which I found interesting. Well, And they have a, a you can, in, if you have a reservation for tea time between three and five, you get a special tea time, which has nothing to do with golf. But I found that interesting. However, high tea with sandwiches. Have you ever had a high tea with sandwiches? No, never. Oh my God, it's awesome. Most of the places you go, it's bottomless and it's tea, champagne, and finger sandwiches. And it's just like the best. I know Mike's on a tea. Come on, Mike, have you done a tea? No. Wow. No. He's a huge huge fan of the queen. I've never done a tea. I like the way way you talk about it, like it's a drug. Have you you done tea? (laughs) So, in my over preparation for the story, I clicked on. The uh, the place that's giving you this opportunity that has pictures. I went to the inside of this pub. Kind of shitty. This is not like a glorious luxury pub. It's kind of looks like, man, y'all got some old wallpaper here. Okay, so it looks like the folding chairs around like a table. It's like this is what, what this isn't royal. It's like 
hideous yellow wall. Yeah, like it's not nice so, at all. So here's here's something that I've learned this week. This has actually now come up twice. Did you happen to see or watch, see that Sienna Miller's house was in Architectural Digest this week? She lives in a historic home outside of London. has like a thatch roof. It is literally a house for hobbits. It Like the roof <laughs> is so is so low and she can't like make any changes to it because like a really historic home from like the 1600s or whatever. So all these old English properties, you can't do shit to them because it's like, no, you got to preserve the old Englishness well, of we it. we can get some new chairs, right? <laughs> like, like they're like folding chairs around like a plastic table. It's like or this like, is a true ugly pub. Yeah, it can't be this is the original carpeting from like, you know, 1712. <laughs> yes, that's what it looks like. It's so, it's gross. It's so ugly. But yeah, it, and this it's, seems it's very like, like lowbrow interior for like a royal property. I know. They try the, the queen's thing is she tries to seem like salt of the earth, but obviously we know it's not true. Um I think being a proprietor on the property of the royal family seems like one of the absolute worst ways to get into the hospitality industry. Yes, I mean Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think running a bar seems fun and like Sure does. really hard or whatever, but doing it um under the uh auspice of the queen is just an absolute no-go for no, me. And then no. it becomes King Charles and when she dies, hope that never happens. I yeah. mean, no I think thank if you. If you're just running a normal bar like you're worried about like health inspectors coming once a year. Yeah, you're Imagine just like the royal people over your shoulder all the time. You're just like, we don't like that chair. Yeah, it's like, like, you see the chairs you had before I got here? And then I looked at renting a private residence there and they had a really interesting application process. They're like, this isn't first come, first serve. They're like, we, you have to apply and we filter the results and you can have a dog, but no cats in bold. Here's, here's the quote. Please be aware we have a strict, bold, no cats Close bold policy. Dogs will be considered on a house by house basis. What? So the queen is famously has a lot of corgis. Corgis. I don't. I don't know. I'm not a dog person. Corgis. I think. <laughs> They're not cat people. And so, as a result, I feel like she's anti cat because she's so pro corgi. I think you can be pro dog and cat. I just found it really weird that they put it. It's the only thing in bold in the entire website. Maybe the queen's allergic to cats. Maybe, but there's this thing is like five thousand acres. You know, I was wondering if this is going to outlive her. Like, will will the queen will the queen's um, prohibition on cats continue into King Charles's reign? Who knows? This does not seem like. First of all, the twenty year lease. What? 20 years. 20 year lease? That's like New I don't York know what City I'm doing, level. Like, next weekend. Also, like, what if there's another pandemic and no one can come to the bar? That will it close in 2020? Do you get subsidized? Because of the pandemic. Yeah. Like, are they going to subsidize you? What's the deal here? I don't like this at all. Me neither. I don't want this job. <laughs> Me neither. It's a I, I guess away. we're not opening a bar on the Queen's property. <laughs> no, we'll be Good doing decision. the We'll be doing the exact opposite. We'll be staying here in the US where we will be having Mexican pizza all the time, thanks to Taco Bell. Taco Bell brought it back and then they promptly had to take it off the menu because it's sold out so many mm-hmm. times. But now they are, they're ready to roll. They've figured out the supply chain is- issues, unlike Hershey's, and Mexican pizza is here to it's stay. Back. I don't yeah. think I've ever had one in my whole entire life. So, uh, me neither, but I'd love to. All I, Taco Bell stuff kind of tastes the same. <laughs> That's what I was worried about the uh, supply chain issues. I'm like, well, it's it's just all tortillas and ground supply beef. Supply chain and, issues just seems like it's becoming a lie, which is why yes. Taco Bell had to say, Quote, while limited time offerings are core to Taco Bell's ability to turn out menu innovation, that wasn't the plan for the Mexican pizza. Upon its menu return, demand for the Mexican pizza was seven times higher than when previously available. Seven times higher than when really? previously available? I just don't believe really? that. Really? I don't are believe it that either. many people, like, changing their mind when they go to, to Taco Bell of what they want to order? No. I don't think so either. When they're you, like, not. People have, like, a go-to order, and they don't really, like, come off it. No. So I, I just don't believe that. But I, I am really interested in this idea that companies have to clarify 
whether they're making up scarcity or if it's real, because this takes us to our most important follow-up of yes, the week. Yes, it does. The Choco Taco. Choco Taco. This is all bullshit. You've been all saying it, it since day one. The Choco Taco will return. Okay. Read the tweet from Klondike. I want to address the rumors. How do you feel about the eye? Like Mr. Klondike? No, I believe it is a talking Choco Taco. <laughs> That's how I read it. Like the ch- It looks kind of like a mouth. That's how I read it. It does kind of look like a mouth. 20 minutes. I want to address the rumors. I'm really being discontinued. It's not a PR stunt. I knew you loved me, but not this much. While I reflect on this outpouring of support, we are discussing next steps, including what to do with the last 912, we counted, tacos at HQ. Stay tuned. Read the last two words again. Stay tuned. It's coming back. Definitely. It's guaranteed to come back. And Juliet Lemon had never had a Choco Taco in her whole entire life. And I went to the bodega today. Which one? Uh, by my job on Fulton. Cool. Not my regular one. And I was walking by the freezer, and what did I see? A Choco Taco! Julia Lemon's very first ever Choco Taco this is, is coming. This is so exciting. I can't believe it. I'm um, so excited for this. I love Choco Tacos. This is my 179th Choco Taco. It looks really good. It's. It, what do you think? I'm of fired course up. it's really good. It's I'm, a Choco Taco. This is going to be great. Oh, no. Doesn't cut as well as last week's. Well, that's okay. Oh, God. Oh, that's, no. It's okay, oh, no. man. You're doing the best you can. Oh, Good. no. Oh, I, no. I support you. Oh, God. Okay. Okay, just tear okay. it. Just tear I'm it, Toby. Let's, oh, let's move ahead. Here you go. Here you oh, go. Oh, my go. God. Ah! All right. Okay. Go for it. Juliet Lemon is eating her very first Choco Taco. I'm Maybe a... the last Choco Taco ever on the first, planet. First and ever. First and last. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mmm. Oh, it's good ice cream. Yeah, it's good. Mmm. Oh, I like it. Yummy. Right? Okay. You know, does does the shell ever get harder than this? There's not a lot of crunch happening here. No, there's not a lot of crunch in the Choco Taco. The shell was made like 17 years ago. Okay. You know what? I always forget. I love vanilla ice cream. Mm. Mm, No, you don't. Yeah, I do. This is really good. No one loves vanilla ice cream. This is really good. No one in the world loves vanilla ice cream. Jacoby, I'm telling you how I feel. You do not love vanilla ice cream. I'm disregarding your feelings like normal. That's what I do. This is really good. Thank you so much, Klondike, for having 912. 912. Now 911. Now 911. What can we believe from that tweet? None of it. I'm just like, who wrote that tweet? And like, was this always a strategy? I actually believe they decided to discontinue it. I believe it too. I believe they really decided to discontinue it because the Choco Taco sales were not that high. But then there, there is a small pocket of very vocal Choco Taco lovers, such as myself. And I believe they're going to bring it back. Do you, I, I would love to know if it is better business for them now with this outcry to bring it back and figure out how to source it and, you know, in a way mm-hmm. that makes sense or sell the IP. Like, do you sell the brand? Spin it Love off? Love it. Yeah. Serena's boyfriend. Yeah, Alexis and her husband, Alexis Ohanian, would love to buy it. Like, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like that's the move right now. Sell the sell formula. It. Yes. Yeah. Build, pump and dump. Exactly. Pump and dump the Choco <laughs> Taco. Yeah. Pump and dump the Mexican pizza too. These fake... These sort of like these, whether they're orchestrated or not, these little PR things do drive interest. Absolutely, I didn't care about Choco Tacos a month ago. Me neither. I I, I never thought I'd be having. I've never one had here Mexican pizza. I was looking at the picture today. I was like, that looks pretty good. Maybe I'll order one. Oh, I love Taco Bell. Every time I'm driving I love Taco Bell too. in the car, I like want like a long drive. I'm always like, oh, I really want Taco Bell, and then I can never find one. But I know the Taco Bells everywhere. But like, because they're never, not. It's on the highway. I, need, I know. You have to leave. You have to exit and that. drive a half a I mile. Hate that. That's the thing. They're only a half a mile away. They're like three minutes off of your route, but you still won't do it. I need it in my at the rest stop. You gotta go outside of your you gotta, here's what you gotta do, because I know where you're driving. Yeah. 
On I-95. Pre-plan. Okay. The Taco Bell. I know. I know where it is. Just not that deep into the drive. So I'm just like, I don't want to stop Oh, no. Yet. There's another one deep into the drive. Okay. I, I guess I got to figure it out. You'll I figure it out. love Taco Bell. Um, I'll just say Klondike and their Twitter feed is not the only people capitalizing on this Choco Taco love. There's a bar in Manhattan um, that I'd never heard of called Amy Fontaine. Have you heard of that? No. I, said, I was like, is she the person that, what? Huh? I know. I was like, is that the name of the bar? Okay. So they're making a Choco Taco teeny sort of like, mm-hmm. you know, the espresso martini is really popular. Time Out New York wrote about this. And they were like, if you can't go to the bar here, you can make it yourself. It's ridiculous. You, you cannot make you cannot make it yourself. I just want to read the, the, the here are the ingredients. Casadoros Blanco, never heard of it. Chicory cold you, brew. Yes, you have Casadoros Blanco. It's just tequila. Oh, it's just tequila. clear tequila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I've heard of that. Chicory cold brew. Cold brew. No thanks. Um, that's like going to Blue Bottle and getting like one chicory cold blue, cold brew. No, heavy cream or coconut cream. Fine. Averno amaro. Like I'm not keeping that around the house. Yeah, me neither. Waffle cone syrup. What? What? <laughs> it's vanilla, cinnamon, and almond. Am I supposed to make that? Yeah. Like, what the fuck <laughs> no. are they talking about? Absolutely not. Okay, and so then you add tequila, blah, 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 all the things together. You do a dry shake. And then strain it into a glass that has been rimmed with fudge shell chocolate and rolled in dry roasted peanuts. Make it yourself at home. Like, are you kidding me? Absolutely not. It's going to take me 45 minutes. It's, it's going to take me two seconds to drink. I would drink. break the glass probably trying to like make the chocolate happen on, to, on like the rim or whatever. Absolutely not. I'm not making that home, but I'm also not going to like Cat Fontaine's or whatever it's called. Amy Fontaine's. Amy Fontaine's. Yeah. <laughs> so I have no oh, good tease. We might be going to a cat restaurant later. What? Um, okay. Next story. Uh, we recently talked about a woman who accidentally, allegedly, mm. brought a Subway sandwich from Singapore I love this story. into Australia, and she was fined. Well, it's happened again, but someone's come from Bali with McDonald's. McDonald's from Bali. All right, Mike, really quickly, find out how long this flight is from Bali to wherever they are in Australia. So this is the part that really gets me about this. This woman boarded the plane mm-hmm. with two beef sausage McMuffins, and a ham croissant, which is an insane order. So bizarre. Insane order. And then to get the, to get these food items and not eat them is even weirder. Like it, it, and then to get there and still have them not eaten. <laughs> so let's explain. Just, just, just like follow my lo- logic tree here. You're, you're walking by McDonald's at the airport. You're like, ooh. I'm hungry now. Had to have been the morning. I'm going to get that. It's the morning, right? Just get breakfast, yeah. So you get it and eat it. That's like that's A. That's the most normal way to behave. B, I'm hungry now, but I'm late for my flight. I'm going to get it and then eat it <laughs> on the flight. On the plane. That, that explainable. I'm going to get it, import it to Australia, not dispose of it, and then get fined for having it. That's That's... Three. Here, here's some other things. By the way, she was fined uh, in U.S. dollars, 1874 Here's some other things I'm confused about. First of all, as you said, she got a ham croissant and two egg and beef sausage McMuffins. That's insane, by the way. Two, well, egg, two, two McMuffins I've done before. I love a McMuffin. But, and a ham croissant? So good. Yeah. It's That's re- three okay. full-on breakfast sandwiches. So, let's say she, so, so we know she doesn't eat it. She brings it with her, but she doesn't eat it. That shit's greasy. Where are you putting it where it doesn't, and it doesn't get smell. grease and smell all over your shit? Like, how do you forget about it? It's insane. Also, why are people trying to bring in 
like fast food to Australia. They have fast food they there. They have food in Australia. <laughs> By the I way, don't understand any of this. Mike brought up it's a five and a half hour flight. What? So she doesn't even like need all of this McDonald's. What? It's really. There's, I have so many follow up questions. And again, like I went to Mexico and on the flight there, the flight attendant was very nice. They're like, listen, a lot of people go to Mexico, buy tequila and then try to bring it back. They will not let you bring it back. Hmm. He's like very clear about sort of like the customs or whatever. But it was very nice and informative. If I was a flight attendant landing in Australia, I would go over the thing and be like, by the way, you can't bring food here. You'll be charged $2,000. <laughs> and if I had three breakfast sandwiches from six hours ago, I would throw them away. Not even I would eat that. And I have to say... I really love an egg and beef sausage McMuffin. I mean, we call Who that doesn't? a... doesn't? Sausage, sausage McMuffin. Yeah, sausage. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that shit. Chris Ryan it's and really I... It's really good. Do you, remember, do you remember when Chris and I had a McDonald's phase at yes, Grantland? I uh, do. I used to get an egg white McMuffin just to, like, be fake healthy because I was still at McDonald's. <laughs> an egg white McMuffin? <laughs> so lame, right? It was still delicious. I didn't know that was an option. I don't think they've discontinued it. It, okay. was it was good, though. But, like, McDonald's is just... The breakfast at McDonald's is so delicious. It's, but how could you possibly be hungry, buy that, and then not eat it? I have no idea. Do you think she bought like five breakfast sandwiches and ate two and was like, I'll stash these for later? The other thing that I don't... None of this makes sense. The other thing I just don't understand is both of these people were traveling alone. And so why do they have like... so? I mean, the, the Subway sandwich is more fine. understandable. That's fine. You eat well, half yeah. the same, you'll have for these, later. That's normal. These three pictures. By the way, she also had the side of um, pancakes here that I see in the picture. What is she doing? I, I, I think that also the reason we know about this is because like similar to how the TSA Instagram account is like tries to like be cute. Mm -hmm. The Australian government is like trying to do the same thing. But I just don't understand why this one woman needed to have this giant breakfast. It's, it's not, a lot. Of, no, I'm not trying even, to shame here or whatever. No. Big breakfast is fine, but that's an insane order by yourself. Think about the size of the bag they're going to give you because of the pancakes. It's in like this whole it's box. It's in that huge thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, what are you doing, lady? I have a theory. Okay. I have I just figured this out now. This was this was not like a, a pre a pre uh, you know, whatever, pre-thought of bit. Okay. Xanax is to blame. Oh, like long Z flight. Xanax hunger. Takes two Xanax, passes out, mm. and then just zombies her way through customs. Five hours is Ten not a long minutes. enough flight for the Xanax treatment, in my opinion. Oh, my wife once time took Ambien on a flight to Miami. Oh, my God. I was like, what are you? We got to the hotel. Three hours like away. Lying on the bed. I'm like, this, what, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing, lady? Oh, my God. Uh, yes, I think Xanax. The only thing that makes sense, the only thing that makes any sense is like two Xanax and they just passed out and then woke up and they just like zombied her way through customs and cost her $2,000 because of it. It's a huge order. It's ridiculous. I would, I mean, if I was with three other people, I would order that. Be like, all right, one ham croissant, two McMuffins, and pancakes. Also, I I love that shit, but it does make me feel sick now. Like, I'm just like, you're gonna, yeah. if you eat all of that, you're gonna feel really disgusting. I had McDonald's this weekend. Did you feel sick? Yeah. Yeah, it makes, it makes me sick. Yeah, they gave me an extra chicken sandwich. Oh, yum. And I was just like, I do not need two spicy chicken sandwiches yeah. from McDonald's right now. Definitely not. Um, Jacoby, we have time for one more story. And okay. I think you know which we, which we need to talk about. Cat restaurant or pickles? Cat restaurant. Cat restaurant, let's go. Don't you think? Yes. This is one of the worst ideas I've ever heard of. I just cannot believe this is happening. I'm disgraced. I, I feel disgraced as a human. Um, Did you read the whole thing? Yeah. I liked it. I'm, I feel the exact opposite of you. Oh it's like God. first take. Let's debate. <laughs> wow. Um, a restaurant is opening in New York. Gato Blanco. <laughs> Gato Blanco. 
<laughs> um, and it is going to have um different meals that are like inspired by like what cats eat. Fancy feasts. Yeah, fancy feasts. By Purina feast. Fancy Feast. Yeah. I'm 100% on board with this. Are you serious? Yes. Why? I just thought it was kind of cool. Um, the fact that it's only there for two days made me want to go. I'm gonna. I already texted producer Mike to ask him to try to get the reservations. You're just a sucker for the scarcity. Ah, uh, yeah, I am. Oh and my they God. said it was in the West Village near the meatpacking district. I was like, oh, I like that area. Okay. You and can... the, the chef looked nice in her picture. Here are some of the items they're gonna have. Ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Salmon con pomodorini, salmon with cherry tomatoes. Sounds good. Prosado di manzo, beef short ribs and red wine, mm. and lemon panna cotta. I, too, like all those things. Short ribs and red wine sauce? That sounds fantastic. Yeah, sure. Uh, I like all three of those items. Why does it have to be associated with cats? Like, this is just regular <laughs> I don't... And sometimes, like, with this, I'm like, what's the budget for this? And but It's not going to make anyone buy more cat food. It's only there for two nights. I'm like, the time and effort it takes to put into this to have, like, well, 150 people. Not even. It's 16 people. 60 people total? Yes. Only 16 people get to go. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is insane. <laughs> I know. It's just like, well, it's really basic recipes, right? Or like dishes. Know. Okay. Beef and salmon are as basic as it gets. That's at every fucking wedding you'll ever go to. Would you like the beef or the fish? And it's always salmon. So Fair. I just think they did, they're doing this pretty cheaply. It's just, it's way more um, for us to talk about it. And here we are. There you go. Shall we move on to our taste test? Well, it's, it's attached to a news story. It sure is. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. So... Have you ever heard of the uh, race car driver Richard Petty? He's a Na- he's a NASCAR driver. Yeah, of course. I'm old. Oh, I never heard of him. Yeah, he's old. He's 85. Um, he posted, or someone in his life posted a picture of his favorite sandwich on his Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> it was taken. The picture was taken during the 2020 pandemic shutdown. 
I don't exactly know why that's relevant if this is his favorite sandwich. He's 85. He's probably been doing this for 60, 65 years. And has done it like the last two years. And um, Calling it a sandwich is a bit much, too. I would say it is more incorrect than calling a hot dog a sandwich. This is one piece of bread Mm -hmm. with... Open face sandwich, Yes, it's an open face piece of bread slathered with mayonnaise <laughs> and then just a shit ton of pepper so on top. So much pepper on top. In fact, producer Mike, who put this together for us, thank you, Mike, did not put as much pepper on as Richard Petty does. Um, so we're gonna, where this is like the Petty light, we're not even having the full Petty. The full Petty, that's insane. You I mean, it just like, be you crazy. wouldn't taste anything but pepper. Yeah, I I don't, I'm nervous. So this has been Also, si- we got a text out. from producer Mike and he said, do you want me to make your mayonnaise sandwiches now so it can marinate Juliet Littman style? I felt seen. I really appreciated it. <laughs> Good. Here we are. All right. I'm Richard taking... Petty, open-faced mayonnaise and tons of black pepper sandwich. I just want to note, I opted to get white bread because I felt that's what Richard Petty oh, yeah. hated Richard on. Richard Petty has never had wheat bread in his life. <laughs> no. <laughs> never once in his life. You go first. This is probably the most pepper I will have ever had in one bite. Yeah, definitely. That's not a probably. That is 100% guaranteed. I'm worried about sneezing, the sneeze effect here. Let me try this. It's not horrible. It's <laughs> not bad. It's really dry. Not bad. It's not bad. Not bad. <laughs> it's not. It's really dry. And the pepper is like kind of like infiltrating my tongue a little bit. And I'm like, not bad. Yeah. Like I have another bite. I was a little worried about eating it. And now I want a second bite. I do too. Also, if I had gotten nicer bread, this would be really delicious. This is not, I, it's really opened my eyes to how much pepper I should put on stuff. <laughs> I thought you were going to say how long you should let mayonnaise sit out. No, never that. But <laughs> look at this pepper. You would never think that that is even acceptable. Never. You, But you would never, ever think that that is going to be kind of good. It is good. It is. I should be putting more pepper on my sandwiches and in my soups. Wow. This is a revelation. Petty. Um, I thought we were going to laugh at Richard Petty and we were going to sneeze and we it's going to be like a, like one of those taste tests where it's like one of those dare taste tests. I'm Not shocked. bad. Not bad. I kind of, it's kind of hot. I kind of got a big pepper aftertaste. Well, you've got, a, you've got, you know. Yeah, I'm you're, sensitive. You're spice intolerant. Yeah, exactly. Sensitive palate, how do you say <laughs> sensitive it? Palate. Sensitive palate. Yeah, <laughs> you make it sound, you make it sound like it's something like, like you want the sensitive palate. <laughs> I'm compromised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm compromised. My I'm tongue is compromised. Bite. Yeah, I had two bites. I'm going to have a second bite. You know, Shots I, of Richard Petty. I think there's something to um, athletes having like a ridiculous amount of mayonnaise because uh, also in the same SB Nation article that brought to light the the tweet that we mm. were reading, it showed that Dale Earnhardt eats um, a slice of bread with mayonnaise and like banana on it. I think that's serious. Mm. And then <laughs> the Kentucky quarterback apparently puts mayonnaise into his coffee. coffee. And I think this just might be like, you know, mayonnaise is oil and, and egg, egg yolks. I'm like, is this trying to get like more protein? Like, I, I don't really I don't get it. I think so. Anyway. Wow. Richard Petty. Shout out Richard to Petty. You. Shout out to him. I liked it. Um, let's go into personal food news. And I re- I'd like to go first because mine was is crazy. Yeah. Go for it. You don't need permission. I was at a Whole Foods yesterday that I don't usually go to. It was I didn't seek it out. It was just out of convenience. I was nearby. I had to get home. I needed to get cucumber, avocado, and um, something else. I don't remember. Oh, blueberries. So I go into this um, Whole Foods. It's the one by Bryant Park. Have you been to that one? No. At this Whole Foods, they have a vegetable butcher. Wow. You, I love this idea. I do too because I hate chopping and dicing, but I've gotten into cooking. I love this. And when you buy like chopped up onion, you're like, oh, how long has it been sitting around? Did they properly clean the knife that 
chopped it up. Oh, like, I love this. But so you can pick your vegetables and then go over mm. to the window and they fucking cut it up for you no on way. the spot. For free? For free. What? It was incredible. I've often felt this way where I'm like, uh, buying a carrot costs 75 cents, but buying cut up carrots costs $3.75. Yeah. yeah. Vegetable butcher? Yes. It was amazing. Holy shit. And like, I don't live close to Bryant Park, but I wish I did to take advantage of the vegetable butcher. I love vegetable butcher. Me too. It's this amazing. Is like, this is like wheels on suitcases. Like, why weren't we doing this before? I think it might be like an old school thing because I was with my mom and she's like, have you ever seen that before? And I was like, no. Betty Jane was involved? She knew about it. Yeah, we were we were having some, some uh, shout a out nice Alfred. time together. Yeah, shout out yeah, to my dad. Thanks. Shout out to Alfred. Anyway. Uh, it was a revelation. It was so awesome. I wish I had a vegetable butcher in my neighborhood. God, Please. I love it. I mean, this could be like its own business. I, absolutely. It could be its own business. Absolutely. I mean, if I were trying to get into the, the fruit and vegetable world, I would start like a boutique vegetable butcher. Yes. Next to the regular butcher. Yes. And also like you can give him in instructions. Yeah, exactly. How big do you want yeah. your pieces? What are you making? Oh, for this type of soup, I recommend this size. I'm grilling these onions. Yes. Okay. What, so, what size? And, I'm, and I, exactly. I need these. I need half of it diced and half of it sliced. It was amazing. God, I love this idea. I know. Whole Foods at Bryan Park. Check it out. Wow. This should be much more popular. I know. Let's bring it back. Vegetable butcher. Vegetable butcher. Amazing. All right. Your I've got turn. 10 seconds. Big shout out to my friend, Adam. Okay. Shulman, who put me onto this. Okay. Uh, sashimi. Or we'll call it sushi. When you get a, 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 a clump of rice and you get one piece of fish on top. Okay. I do the soy sauce and wasabi mix. seconds. Which I guess isn't like what pure sushi people do. Whatever. That's what I like. I like sugar I like. fish, they, they wouldn't recommend that. I like what I like. All right. I respect it. One thing I don't like, though, is when I dip it in there, the rice, which was so nicely held together. Uh-huh. Disintegrates. Disintegrates and turns into, and it's all over the place. I feel Individual. like it's a rush to get it yeah. into my... My friend Adam, just take the chopsticks, remove the piece of fish, dip the fish, oh. and then put it back on top of the clump of rice. Game changer. Did he invent that move? I do not think so. But that is the that is the vegetable butcher of sushi consumption. Incredible. We're just making lives better around here I in food I want sushi. News. This is making me want sushi. Sounds good. It's a, it, it, it'll change your life. Okay. It'll awesome. change your life. Awesome. That is how you should be dipping your sushi. Well, we've learned a lot today. Thank you so much to Mike Wargon for preparing our incredible Petty sandwich. Thank you to Richard Petty. Thank you to Richard Petty for coming up with this brilliance and Thank sharing with us. Thank you to the vegetable butcher. Thanks to the vegetable butcher. I'll be, I'll be visiting you. And we'll be back next week. I, I love a vegetable butcher. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.